Just say this with me. This is God's word. I am who it says I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can be who it says I can be. And I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will hear the word of God. I boldly declare that my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. My ears are open. And I better not go to sleep. I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I give you thanks, Lord God, for today and for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that today you are changing lives. That you've already begun, Lord God, in the first part of the service. And this word, Lord God, will quicken our spirits. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would wear me like a glove today. That you would put me on like a coat. That you would be the substance of what is said. That, Lord God, beyond my voice, every person will hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to them. And that we would never be the same again. We promise to give you all the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone say, Amen. 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 Well, to begin our uh, lesson today, I want you to turn to two scriptures. Real quick, I want you to... Uh, turn to Matthew 17 and put your ribbon in Matthew 17. So uh, just flip over to Matthew chapter 17. Put your ribbon there. We're going to come back to that scripture. And then turn over to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6. Now, each year we begin with a fast. We, we begin by purposely focusing, focusing on God through prayer and fasting here at Word of Truth. Because fasting and prayer has so many powerful benefits, today's message is to inform you, encourage you, and empower you to fast this week so you can change your life. Amen? Amen? One of the powerful benefits of fasting and prayer is that fasting increases our capacity to possess the promises of God. And so today's message is entitled, Possessing the Promise Through Prayer and Fasting. Amen? Amen. Now, um, now, let me tell you something about fasting. Uh, all the great saints fasted. Uh, Moses fasted, Paul fasted, Jesus fasted. Um, you look throughout the Bible, Daniel fasted. You look throughout the Bible, every great man, woman of God fasted. In fact, so many times we're reading the scriptures and we say, man, I wish I were more like this person. Or I wish I were more like that person. You ever say, I wish I were more like Daniel. Uh, one of the secrets to being like Daniel is that he did what? He fasted. And it's kind of interesting that modern day Christians don't like to fast. Uh, Every major religion in the world thinks fasting is important. I went to my daughter's school the other day, and uh, we were eating lunch together. I saw these kids on the stage. So I said, uh, what are those kids doing on the stage? She said, they're Muslim. I said, so what? She said, Daddy, don't you know this is Ramadan? This is the time they fast. And I thought, wow. I wonder how many of our kids are going to fast this week? I'm just saying. <laughs> the modern day Christian doesn't love to fast generally because we don't know the benefits of fasting. I think if we knew what fasting would bless us with, we would fast all the time. 
Amen? We'd wither away, <laughs> probably. Amen? So why should we fast? Let's, let's look at Matthew chapter 6. We're going to pick it up in verse 16. Matthew 6, verse 16. And this is Jesus talking. And uh, he says this. Moreover, when you fast. What's that? Moreover what? Yeah. When you fast. No, notice he doesn't say, if you fast. He says what? Yeah. That means that Jesus expects that we would fast. He didn't think it would be an optional thing. He thought just uh, you would fast. Uh, jump, jump back for a second and look at verse 5 of that same chapter. Chapter 6, verse 5. And when you pray. Do you see that? So now, let me ask you this. Uh, how many of you expect that if you're a Christian, you would pray? Okay, that makes sense. You see that? The same expectation that you have about prayer as a Christian is the same expectation you should have about fasting as a Christian. Because Jesus is saying, hey, when you pray, this is how you pray. When you fast, this is how you fast. It's natural for a Christian to fast. Let's read on. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. Can you imagine you're going to work and you walk in and you're like this? Someone say, hey man, what's wrong with you? Okay, nothing. No, really, what's wrong with you? I'm fasting. So why are you fasting? To get close to God. <laughs> so you need to get close to God. If that's how you're going to be, amen? <laughs> because some people, when they're fasting, it's so obvious. They get irritable. They shout at everybody. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Look, when they disfigure their faces, Jesus says, that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. Their reward is, hey man, you're fasting. Woo! That's their reward. That's it. But you, when you fast, anoint your head. That means put on your cologne. Come on now. Put on your perfume and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting. But to your Father who is in the secret place and your Father who sees in secret will do what? Reward you openly. Listen, if God expects you to fast, you can expect Him to reward. He's not asking you to fast for, uh, for, for no reason. There is a reward that comes along with the fasting. And we're going to talk about those rewards today. But I want to let you understand something. That when you fast, God says, I've got a reward for you. Now watch this. Watch this. Matthew 17. Your, your ribbon should be there. Turn over. Matthew 17. Verse 14. And when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he's an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. Then Jesus answered and said, Oh, what? Faithless. I want you to underline that word. Oh, faithless. O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. <laughs> and Jesus rebuked the demon and boom, 
it came out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Master, why could we not cast it out? And Jesus said, because of what? I want you to underline unbelief. Because of your unbelief. For shortly I say to you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain or this demon or this problem, move from here to there and it will move and nothing, someone said nothing, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not go out except by prayer and fasting. All right. I'm going to say some things to you here. I really need you to follow me here this morning, all right? So follow, put on your seatbelts and follow me. Now, there are some things that will not happen unless you pray and fast. There are some things you can... Listen, there are some things that cannot happen unless you pray and fast. Are you with me? There are some things that are locked up unless you pray and fast about them. Fasting increases our ability to believe God because it forces us to depend on Him. Watch, listen to what happens. When you fast, your flesh starts to die. And when your flesh starts to die, it says, I, you, you start to depend more on God. You're in a position, when you don't eat, guess what you start doing? Oh, God, help me. Oh, Jesus, help me. Help me, Lord, to be patient. Help me, Lord. You see, you start, you start praying real hard. You understand what I'm saying? Because something is uncomfortable for your flesh. You start leaning more on God. Our capacity to believe God increases when we're completely focused on Him. Fasting causes us to focus totally on God. Because now we're weaker than we were before. Now, here's what I've found out. Whenever someone in the Bible was about to do something that required an unusual level of faith, guess what they did? They fasted. Man, I tell you, Esther needed to talk to a king who could have cut her head off. She said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to fast. Nehemiah needed to talk to his boss about giving him um, some leave. You know what he did? He fasted. Uh, Jesus was about to start his ministry. And you know what he did before he started his ministry? He fasted. And so watch, watch this. Is this off? Oh, here we go. I, I messed up. Here we go. Yeah. Fasting, I want you to take, if you're taking notes, write this down. Fasting focuses your attention on God, opens your appetite for God, and increases your ability to believe God. I'm going to say that again. Fasting focuses your attention on God, opens your appetite for God, and increases your ability to believe God. Jesus said to these guys, the reason you could not cast out the demon was not because you didn't fast. See, that's what we think it says. We think it says... The reason you couldn't cast him out is because you didn't fast. That's not what it says. What he says is this. The reason you couldn't cast out is because of your unbelief. Are you hearing me? He said, oh, faithless and perverse generation. My God, you guys still don't have any faith. He says, man, if you want to move a mountain, you just got to have faith as a mustard seed. But you guys have too much unbelief. But this doesn't come out unless you pray and fast. What doesn't come out unless you pray and fast? You see, I thought it was the demon doesn't come out unless you pray and fast. 
But as I was reading it, I realized, you know what doesn't come out unless you pray and fast? Your unbelief. I want you to hear this. In other words, watch this. When you pray and fast, your, your, your flesh starts to die, but your spirit starts to live. In other words, your flesh diminishes, your, your spirit increases. And so what happens is this. You see, your, when your unbelief goes, then demons have to go. When your unbelief goes, then discouragement has to go. Come on now. When your unbelief goes, then delays have to go. When your unbelief goes, then denials have to go. And despair has to go. Listen, you don't have a devil problem. You have an unbelief problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? And so therefore, when you fast and pray, what happens? Your faith starts to soar because now you're completely focused on God and on His Word. And you're not focused on the things around you, the things, the entrappings, the things that distract you from who God is and what He can do in your life. So when people walk in fasting, they walk in a, in a new level of faith. You're walking, they just believe that demons, well, I'm walking in this room, demons are whoo, 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 because I'm fasting. Man, when somebody's fasting, you say, man, we have this problem. That's not a problem for God. Because I'm fasting. <laughs> you see, you fast, you believe anything is possible when you fast. Because now you're completely focused on God. Jesus, Jesus said in Matthew, in Matthew 13, watch this, Matthew 13, verse 58, watch this. Jesus was in his hometown. Jesus was in his hometown. He was preaching. And the people said, isn't this uh, Mary's son? Isn't this Joseph the carpenter's son? Don't we know him? Aren't his sisters? Da, da, da. And they said all this. And Jesus said, a prophet isn't accepted even in his own country. And then the Bible goes on to say, and he did not do many mighty works there. Why, 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 why? Because of their what? Of their unbelief. In other words, unbelief prevents miracles from happening. It's not the fasting that creates miracles. The fasting increases your capacity to believe for the miracle. Are, are you hearing? In other words, it's still by faith. But when you fast, your faith soars. And you start to believe God for the impossible. Oh my. That's why some things won't happen unless you fast. Because you need a different level of faith to get some things happening in your life. And you can't get that level of faith if you're distracted by TV and food and who's this and who's saying what and the other. But when you're focused on God and you get into a place where you're just like, it's God alone. All of a sudden, the more of Him that gets into you, the more, of you, more that you can put out there and get what you want God to do for you in your life. Amen? Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So fasting then, let me just give you a, a definition for fasting. Fast really means, in the Hebrew, it means cover the mouth. Now, now really what it means is don't allow food to go in your mouth. But some of us need to... Be careful of what's coming out of your mouth. Amen. Someone needs to cover your mouth for other things. But, but it means to not allow food to come in. Uh, a, a good definition for it is this. It's a voluntary restraint of eating food for the purpose of seeking God. Now notice I said voluntary. That means if you didn't eat food 
because you were rushing this morning and you came to church, you're not fasting. Amen? That's not fast right there, okay? And watch this. It's not only not eating, but it's for the purpose of seeking God. In other words, sometimes we fast and we don't pray. But that ain't going to work. Because fasting, I like what uh, Pastor Stovall Weems uh, said this. He said, fasting is disconnecting from the world and prayer is connecting to God. So when you fast, you got to pray. You got that? Yeah. When you fast, let go the world, you got to pray, connect to God. Amen? Amen. Now what are the rewards of fasting? I'm going to give you 10 rewards of fasting and uh, we're going to talk through about four of them and the other six I'm just going to give you like like a machine gun alright here we go Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 1 to 3 Second Chronicles chapter 20 that's in the Old Testament we're going to put it up on the overhead so you can read it there because it's uh, we got a lot of scriptures Second Chronicles chapter 20 first, first thing first reward of fasting fasting brings deliverance fasting brings what? Deliverance, deliverance. Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1. And it happened after this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Don't you like that name, Jehoshaphat? If I were going to have more children, I wouldn't name any of them Jehoshaphat. <laughs> Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in Hezazan, Hezazan, Hazazan, Tamar, which is in En Gedi. And Jehoshaphat feared. Big word. Jehoshaphat feared. Because sometimes when we get news, our first response is what? It's fear. Okay? And that's a natural response when things are happening to us. But look what Jehoshaphat did next. Jehoshaphat feared, and the Bible said, and set himself to do what? To seek the Lord, and then what did he do? And he proclaimed a what? A fast throughout Judah. Listen, when you fear, you can either flee or you can fast. You can either flee or you can fast. Jehoshaphat stood up and he said, you know what? We're going to fast. We're going to fast about this. We're going to make sure we're going to seek the face of the Lord. Look at verse 6. I love Jehoshaphat. I love how he prays. Look at verse 6. And Jehoshaphat said, O Lord God of our fathers, are you not God in heaven? And do you not rule over all the kingdoms of the nations? And in your hand, is there not power and might so that no one is able to withstand you? Man, that's, that's, that's praying right there. Look at this. Uh, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before your people Israel and gave it to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? Notice, God, he didn't go to, God, God, the armies are coming against us. Oh God, he didn't do that. He didn't do that. His fast caused him to focus not on the enemy, but on his God. God, 
Are you not the Lord God Almighty? The one who provides for all the needs of your children? Are you not the great I am? Aren't you the king of kings and the Lord of lords? And aren't you the conquering lion of the tribe of Judah? And aren't you the lily of my valley? And the bright and morning star? And the fairest of... Aren't you the one who said, lift up your heads, O you gates, and let the king of glory come in? And who is the king of glory? The Lord God Almighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Aren't you the one, Lord? My God, by the time you finish that, guess what? Your enemies look small. Your enemies look tiny. You start look at your problems and say, you don't know my God. My God is the king of all kings. That, that's, that's what fasting does to you. Fasting causes you to see God big. So by the time you get around to play, praying about your enemies, you're like, God, they're nothing for you. Verse 12, verse 12. Oh God, he says, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. Nor do we know what to do. But our eyes. But our eyes are on Fasting positions you. It increases your capacity to depend on God. And the more you depend on God, the more miracles take place in your life. You want deliverance? Fast this week. If you're in a situation that you can't handle, fast this week. You know what? The prophet came back and said, listen, Jehoshaphat, you don't have to fight anymore. This battle is not yours. The battle belongs to the Lord. Hallelujah. The story ends that the enemies destroyed themselves and Israel walked in and just took up all the treasure. Let me tell you something. If you want deliverance, if you're in a situation you can't figure your way out of, your answer is to fast with us this week. Hallelujah. Acts chapter 13. Acts 13. And y'all getting me excited in here. Don't do that. Don't, don't do that now. You want me to get excited in here. Don't, don't do that. Acts chapter 13. <laughs> We're going to put it on the overhead again. This is a, a... Your fasting not only brings deliverance, but it gives direction. It gives direction. Acts chapter 13. Verse 1 says, Now in the church... That was at Antioch. There were certain prophets and teachers. Barnabas, Simeon, uh, who was called Niger. uh, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan. And uh, they had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. As they ministered to the Lord. And fasted. The Holy Spirit said. Now separate to me. Barnabas and Saul for the work which I have called them. Listen. When you fast. You lower the voices in your life so that you can hear clearly from God. Let me tell you something. When you're fasting, it's easy to tell what's your flesh. Because your flesh says, feed me. Feed me. You see, after a while of fasting, your flesh don't pretend no more. You know, sometimes your flesh pretends like your flesh says, you know what? Go and pray for that person. That way, you know, others will see you. Yeah, it sounds good. But you see, when you're fasting, guess what? Your flesh, all your flesh is, feed me. 
Phoebe, Phoebe, that's all, that's it. And it starts to speak one language, feed me. So guess what? Then you can hear from God clearly. Go and pray for that. Oh yes, I hear you, Lord. Because your flesh don't care no more about uh, glory. Your flesh don't care no more about reputation. Your flesh, all it cares about is feed me, feed me. Are you with me? And so, when you fast, you hear clearly what God is saying. In this case, guess what? God gave Barnabas and Saul an assignment because they were fasting and they could hear from him. If you need direction, you need to fast with us this week. All right? Listen, when we were making the decision to come to the U.S., let me tell you something. I was confused. I had a church of seven years old. It was growing. Things were going well. Uh... But I felt the Lord saying there was a change of season and I needed to move. And I didn't know what that meant. And uh, I I was in Florida at the time. And um, there was a church in Florida that gave me kind of a half offer about coming in and working with them. And then uh, Pastor Sarah and Pastor Eben were talking to me. And I didn't even know if I was supposed to leave my church. And I'm having two open doors. and, and, And if I left, I didn't even know if I was supposed to come to the States. So guess what I did? I spent some time fasting and praying. I, I just pulled away. I didn't want to hear from my wife. I love her. But I didn't want to hear from her. I didn't want to hear from my dad. I didn't want to hear from my mother-in-law. I didn't want to hear from anybody. I needed to hear God for myself. And I, I prayed until I felt the peace about his direction in my life. Amen? Amen. And here we are today. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. All right. Number three. Luke chapter four. Luke chapter 4. Lord, hold that clock. (laughs) Luke chapter 4, verse 1. Fasting releases divine power in our lives. It brings deliverance. It gives direction. It releases divine power. Look at this. Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, verse 1 of chapter 4, being filled with the Holy Spirit, being what? Filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being tempted for 40 days by the devil. And in those days he ate nothing, and afterward, when he, they had ended, he was hungry. I would be hungry too. Amen. Now look at verse 14. Verse 14. Now he went into his fasting being filled with the Spirit. How many of you know being filled is good? Amen. Verse 14. Then Jesus returned in the what? Power of the Spirit. Do you see the difference there? He walked in filled, but he came out empowered. Let me tell you something. There are some things that God has for you to do and some people God has for you to deal with, but he can't bring them across your path yet because you are not prepared with power. But the way to get prepared with power is to go on our fast this week. Because this week you will see some things happen in your life that you've never seen before. Because you'll be filled with power because you fasted. Hallelujah. Number four. He opens doors of favor. Fasting opens doors of favor. Nehemiah chapter 1. And you can read the story, the whole chapter of Nehemiah chapter 1, how God opened a door of favor for Nehemiah to get uh, access to go back to Jerusalem and help build the wall. But he was fasting for that. Number five, 
It unlocked divine revelation. Divine. Let me say something about Nehemiah. Nehemiah needed favor from his boss. If you need favor from your boss, you need to fast with us this week. If you need favor from someone who has authority to do something in your life, you need to fast with us this week. Look at this. Uh, uh, it unlocks divine revelation. Moses fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, went up to the mountain, and God gave him the greatest revelation that we know called the Ten Commandments. Fasting works. Amen? It unlocks divine revelation. If you want some, div- if you, you're like confused, you don't know what is going on, you need some revelation, fast. Hmm. Number six, it gets us out of difficulty. Are you in difficulty? <laughs> fast with us this week. And you can look, uh, uh, Jonah 3 5, guess what? Uh, the, the, the people of Dineveh were about to be killed by God. How many of you know that's a difficult place to be in? Amen? God says, I'm going to kill you. That's pretty difficult. (laughs) That's hard right there. They prayed and they fasted. And guess what? God didn't do it. (laughs) They got all the difficulty right there. Uh, Number seven. It defeats demonic opposition. Daniel was praying and fasting for 21 days. The angel came to him and said, Daniel, from the first day you asked, I was on my way. But there was some demonic opposition. I had to get another angel to come help me out, man. And here I am now with the answer. Listen, there are some things that are being held up in your life. But if you fast with us this week, that demonic opposition is going to be defeated. Number eight, it secures our destiny. Esther was in a place where she said, man, I'm not going to talk to the king. And Mordecai said, listen to me. If you don't talk to him, you're going to die. But God is going to deliver us some other way. Because the destiny that God has in place must come to pass. Esther said, I want to be a part of that. So she fasted, she prayed. Guess what? Esther's family was saved. Esther was saved. Esther's children, Esther's children, children. You don't know that your fast today could be blessing somebody two generations from now because you spent the time to fast. Number nine, it manifests our dreams. It manifests our dreams. Hannah wanted a kid. And her, every year she'd pray. And Hannah decided to pray and fast. And God answered and gave her Samuel, her firstborn son, who she gave back to the Lord. And then she had many children after that. Listen, when you, if you have a dream that you want to see come to pass, listen to me. You need to fast. Fast with us this week. Fast with us this week. Number one was, it brings deliverance. Number two, it gives direction. Number three, it releases divine power. Number four, it opens doors. Number five, it unlocks divine revelation. Number six, it gets us out of difficulty. Number seven, it defeats demonic opposition. Number eight, it secures our destiny. Number nine, it manifests our dreams. And number ten, Matthew chapter six. We're going to go where we started. Matthew chapter six. Number ten. It draws us close to God. Now listen to me. Here's what Jesus said. When you fast, he says this. Your father who sees you in the secret place will reward you openly. Your father who sees you in the secret place 
Listen to me, church. There is a secret place that opens up to you when you take the time to fast and pray. There is a place of meeting with God, of drawing close to God, where all these other benefits, all these other rewards come with. You see, here's the thing. The rewards aren't the big thing. God is the big thing. And it's when we draw close to Him. Because fasting doesn't change God. Fasting changes you. God's plan doesn't change. His purpose doesn't change. His power doesn't change. It's my perspective that changes. It's my position in faith that changes. It's my dependence on God that changes. It's my relationship with God that changes. And the closer I get to Him, the more I become like Him. And the more I become like Him, is the more I can operate like Him. Are you with me? So when we draw close to Him, all the other benefits come along. But He's the real prize. And if you, for no other reason, fast with us this week, this is the number one reason. That you would draw close to God. There's a song that Robert sang earlier. It says, just to be close. This week is our week to say, God, just to be close to you. Oh God, like the Hebrew boys, even if, even if deliverance doesn't come from you, just to be close to you. Even if the difficulty doesn't end right now, just to be close to you. Even if some of these doors don't open right away, just to be close to you. Draw me close, Lord. Draw me close, Lord. That I'm going to do my fast because I want to be close to you. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me this morning. We're inviting everyone to join us.